Almighty God and Father, you've promised that your word which goes forth from your mouth will not return to you empty, but it will accomplish what you desire, and it will succeed in the matter for which you've sent it. May your word have its way, we pray, in every heart this evening, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Years ago, when I was much younger, my family also, we would be visiting my dad. Uh, he lived south of Lafayette, and when we would get ready to leave and drive back uh, down to Texas, uh, my dad uh, would say to me, one of the last things he would say to me, be sure you call when you get home. Now, when my daughter from Philadelphia visits, and we take her back to the airport, put her on a plane. One of the last things I say to her is, be sure that you call when you arrive home. Now, she hasn't done this, but let's assume for just a moment that she forgets to call. And I'm wondering how she is. Now, I've not heard of any planes crashing. I've not heard on the news that there's riots in Philadelphia or anything like that. But that's not good enough. I want to hear from her. I want to hear her voice confirming that she's okay. Have you ever called someone, maybe someone you've not seen in quite a while, you wonder how they're doing? And maybe you call and there's no answer, so you leave a message on the machine or uh, you send a text and you get no response. All sorts of things start to go through your head. You know, you wonder, are, are they okay? That's my first thought. Are they well? But then I think, have I said something or have I done something to offend them? They're not responding. Have I done something wrong? All kinds of things go through your mind when you don't know and you don't get a response. Now let's assume that you receive a response. Maybe it's a week later, maybe it's two or three weeks later, and you get a phone call and the individual that you've been wondering about says, hey, I've, I've really been busy. I'm sorry I missed your call. I've just been really tied up and, and uh, just swamped with a lot of work and this and that's been going on. I just want you to know I appreciate your call. I thank you very much for thinking of me and let's get together and chat sometime or, or, or some such response. How do you feel when you hear something like that? What do you think? If you're like me, you think, I still have a friend. I think, I still have a partner. There's, there's still a relationship here. Thank God. Thank God. Some of you this evening may be waiting for such a call. You may be waiting to hear from a loved one. You're waiting for a word, maybe a positive word that will confirm for you where you stand 
with that other person. You know, in each of these cases, a brief message, just a few words from the other person can make all the difference between your happiness and your despair, between your worry and your relief. Words matter that much to all of us. Solomon wrote in the book of Proverbs, life and death are in the power of the tongue. And if that's true of your words and mine, it's true even more of God's words. Our sermon text is the first reading for this evening from Deuteronomy chapter 8. The whole chapter's there, and I bold-faced all of the words that pertain to God's speech, God speaking, God's commands, God's statutes, His words, His proclamation. And I want to read just the first, oh, maybe three verses. Moses writes, The whole commandment that I command you today you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply, and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore, well, I didn't boldface that, maybe I did, swore to give to your fathers, and you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Every word that comes, that's present tense now. Real-time speech on God's part. Not just something he said in the past, but something he continues to speak now. Roman numeral one in your sermon outline God tested Israel to prove that it was not bread that gives life, but God who gives both bread and life. Now you and I know that on an intellectual level, but on a feeling level, we live very differently. We feel better when our bank account is large. We feel better when our investments are doing well and the stock market is going up and we mistake that feeling for security. But security is not a feeling. Security is a person, a person by whose word alone we live. Roman numeral two. We've said this many times. God gives everything to us by speech, by speaking. Verse 3, food comes by God's speaking. Verse 4, read earlier, clothing comes by God's speaking. I cite Matthew 8, verse 8. Healing comes by the word of the Lord. 
The Roman centurion has a servant who's very sick. He has Jesus about it. Jesus said, well, I'll come and heal him. And the centurion very perceptively says, no, no, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof. You merely speak the word and my servant will be well. Letter D, death comes by God's speech. I cite Luke 12, verse 20. This is the parable of the rich fool. His ground brought forth abundantly, and his barns, his granaries were bursting with fullness. And he said, you know what? This is the time I can finally relax, kick back, take it easy, and enjoy myself. And what did God say? Fool. This very night your life will be demanded. Demanded from you. That's speech, you see. I cite Isaiah 38, verse 1. It's where King Hezekiah, uh, good King Hezekiah, was sick. And the prophet Isaiah came to him. And Isaiah said this, he says, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, you're going to die. Hezekiah prayed to the Lord. And Isaiah came back. And he said, thus says the Lord, 15 years have been added to you. Life, letter E comes by God's speech. Genesis chapter 1, the Lord said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Abraham's wife Sarah was barren. Isaac's wife Rebekah was barren. Jacob's wife Rachel was barren. They were barren until God spoke and said, you will have a son. Life comes by the word of the Lord. Letter F, forgiveness comes by the word of the Lord. On the evening of the first Easter, our Savior appeared to the disciples. He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Whosoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven. Whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. All by speaking. And letter G, resurrection. I cite John chapter 5. Our Lord said the day is coming when all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. The dead will hear. God's word is that powerful. So don't think of God's word as a primarily being a book that sits on the shelf and collects dust. Think of God's word as a person who is continually speaking to you, feeding you, clothing you, forgiving you, healing you, and when the time comes, calling you home to be with him forever. You live today by his permission. The day is coming when he will no longer speak that permission. Letter H, that's why God's word should occupy us every day, every day. 
If God does everything for us and gives everything to us in real time by speaking, then whatever he has said in the Bible is the only reliable guide to what he is saying and doing in real time. And the Bible should be that important to us. It informs us of what he's saying now. Roman numeral three. Jesus is God's speech. He is God's word. I prayed earlier from Isaiah 55, my word which goes forth from my mouth will not return to me empty. There, Isaiah speaks correctly of the word of God as a person. It goes forth and it does the will of the Lord. And we read in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, meaning alongside God, and the word was God at the same time. And then in verse 14 we read, and the word became flesh. The word came to us in a way that we could see and hear and touch and feel and know. Letter A, everything you need is incorporated or embodied into Christ, into his flesh. Everything. God gives to you, he gives to you through Jesus, or you don't have it. He said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will in no way hunger. He said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. He said, I am the true vine. If a man remains in me, he will bear much fruit, fruit that will last. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies, and he who lives and believes in me will never die. Jesus is out to be everything for you and for me. He did not come to be part of your life. He came to be your life. He is everything you need, and he is the only one you need. When you have him, you have everything God has spoken or will speak concerning you. When you have Jesus, you have God's clear communication of his enduring love for you and for all sinners. Letter B. It's important to understand how the Holy Trinity functions. The Father's will is that all people be saved through his Son, feeding you, clothing you, sheltering you, forgiving you through his Son. The Son accomplishes this salvation for all people through his perfect life, his innocent suffering and death and his resurrection. And the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, makes the Son known to us. The, the, the Spirit points us to the Son so that we might believe in Jesus and be forgiven and know the Father himself. That is to say, if you want to know what the Father is like, 
You listen to Jesus because he is the word of the Father. If you want to know what the Father is like, you look at Jesus because he is the word of the Father made visible. The Father sends his Son to save us and give us all that we need to support body and life. Jesus reveals the Father to us, and the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to us. Roman numeral four. We respond in speech, in thanks or praise. And that's from verse 10 of the first reading. Moses writes, and you shall eat and be full and you shall bless the Lord your God. That means praise, thank the Lord your God for the good land and everything that goes with it that he has given to you. Now that, verse 10, is just about the only time in the entire chapter that you and I speak. It's the only time we say anything. The rest of the passage, the rest of the chapter, is God speaking. God promising, God declaring, God providing. So, have you shelter for the night? It's because God has spoken it so. Have you a table set with food upon it? It's because God has spoken it so. Have you employment and income, family and friends? And have you a life that never ends, rest assured, God has spoken it so. Therefore, it is time for us to speak and to acknowledge God's goodness to us. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.